Welcome to Rhema for Today. And so I've had the devil to come at me, you know, and just roar and say a lot of things. And I just stood there and laughed right at him and said, go ahead, talk all you want to. It don't bother me. I'm not afraid of you. You know it and I know it and God knows it. And besides that, you're paralyzed. Amen. Amen. He spoiled principalities and powers. That's these same principalities and powers that the Bible said we wrestle against. But he's already spoiled them. He's already defeated them. He's already overcome them. He's already paralyzed them, and he did it for us. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the believer's authority. More next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now... Let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Did you wear your shouting clothes tonight? And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. Now notice that the working here is on the part of God our Father. He's the one that did it. It's he who quickened the saints together with Christ and forgave their trespasses. It's he who blotted out the adverse decrees of the law which stood in the way of his people and nailed the council handwriting to the cross of his son. God formed the plan of redemption. It is he who spoiled the principalities and the powers. Remember, that's the same principalities and the powers that we have to do with in our Christian experience. It is he, blessed be God, who spoiled, this text said, the principalities and powers. These powers endeavored to hold Jesus, keep him from being resurrected. But blessed be God, he spoiled, Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. Now that's a little blind to us. You have to remember that the King James translation was translated in the time when they had kings. And they used the word spoil a little different than we do today. When one king would go out to battle against another king and this army, he and his army would defeat that one, it would say that this king spoiled that king. Or this army spoiled that army. Other translation says, instead of saying he spoiled principalities and power, it said he put them to naught. Another translation said he defeated them. Hallelujah. Another translation said he paralyzed them. Hallelujah. He paralyzed these principalities. As far as we're concerned, the devil's paralyzed. Well, let him, let him roar. You know, if you went into some room, there's some fellow there in a wheelchair, and you know he's paralyzed, great big old fellow, there he is, though paralyzed, and he just cussed you out and told how he's going to whip you and what all he's going to do to you, you just stand there and laugh at him. Because you know he's paralyzed. You wouldn't be afraid. Now, if you didn't know he's paralyzed, and some big fellow was standing there talking that way, you might get afraid. But when you know he's paralyzed, well, just talk on. Well, the devil will come just blustering as a lion. He didn't say he is a lion. He said as a roaring lion. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But you need to know that he's paralyzed. Jesus paralyzed him. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? And so I've had the devil to come at me, you know, and just roar and say a lot of things. And I just stood there and laughed right at him and said, go ahead, talk all you want to. It don't bother me. I'm not afraid of you. You know it and I know it and God knows it. And besides that, you're paralyzed. Amen. Amen. He spoiled principalities and powers. That's these same principalities and powers that the Bible said we wrestle against. But he's already spoiled them. He's already defeated them. He's already overcome them. He's already paralyzed them, and he did it for us. 
Now, he paralyzed principalities and powers, or he spoiled principalities and powers. Now, notice it. Making a show of them openly, right out in the open. Now, what does it mean? Well, back there, when this king would go out against that king and overcome him, defeat him, spoil that army, then when they would come back, they would bring the king or the leaders of the government or the generals or whatever that they'd captured, and they'd have a parade, and they'd put these people that they'd captured on, you know, make a show of them. They'd march down the street, you see, with these captives. That's what he's talking about. Jesus made a show of them openly. Heaven and earth and hell knows it. Amen. Now, it's time we're finding out about it. Amen. I said it's time we're finding out about it. Amen. It's time we're finding out about it. Amen. That he made a show of them. That he made a show of them openly. Right out in front of everybody. Glory to God. Triumphing. Triumphing. Triumphing over them in it. In his death, burial, and resurrection and seating at the right hand of the Father, he triumphed over them in it and that triumph is my triumph because I rose with him and I'm seated with him there in the place of the authority. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Now get that revelation. Get that picture. Think on it. Feed on it until it becomes a part of your inner consciousness. Hallelujah to Jesus. Real quickly before we close here, I want to go back here to this second chapter of Ephesians. And you hath he quickened or made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in times past and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us. See what he's saying? Because it's by the faith of the operation of God. That is, by faith, God saw us quickened. Hallelujah. Way back there, then. It's quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And has raised us up together. And has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's where we are now. Now, here's what's going to come to pass. That in the ages to come. Yeah, there are ages that's to come. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. He's going to put on a show all through eternity. Hallelujah. There's a little old lady down in Texas, just a little old widow woman, bless her darling heart, didn't have a thing to wear much, just lived in a little house by the side of the road on a little pension. And she got in, uh, got saved, and filled with the Holy Ghost in a little full gospel church. Actually, this church was a holiness church. Holiness people believe in separation from the world and they were right mainly in that. They may be wrong in a few little areas, but mainly. And, and they separated themselves from the world, but now they got the Baptist Holy Ghost filled, the Holy Ghost got to talking in tongues. They called them holy rollers and people would meet her on the street and either their friends would sort of shun her because she's in with those holy rollers. Used to call them holy rollers and tongue talkers, you see. And they believe in living holy, you know. And these holiness people didn't believe in going to shows, you know. And so here she started down the sidewalk one day. Ordinary people wouldn't talk to her. But she's all dressed up, got her hat on. Women wore hats in those days. And that little old soul, about 79 years old, little old beautiful little white-haired woman, all dressed up just to prancing down there like she's a king, which she really was, going to church, you see. And, and, and so this person saw her, you know. One of her neighbors met her on the sidewalk and said, Well, where are you going all dressed up? Why, she said, I'm going to the show. <laughs> going to the show? This is a true story. Yeah, she said, I'm going to. I didn't know you believed in going to the shows. But she said, I didn't say I'm going to the worldly show. She said, I'm going to the show. She said, the Bible said that in the ages to come, hallelujah, he's going to show. That's the show I'm going to. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you the truth about it, that's the only show we ought to be interested in, read and tell the truth about it, that in the ages to come, he might show. 
Notice that seventh verse, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. So she is all dressed up going to the show. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, we're on our way there too. That in the ages to come, in the ages to come, in the ages to come. Brother, that's deep. I don't know what all that involves, but I'm going to be in on it. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? Praise his holy name. Hallelujah to Jesus. Making a show of them openly. He made a show of, of these principalities and powers. Triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. Now you see the apostles' words were here correspond to the elevation of the Son above his enemies, as mentioned in the book of Ephesians. He's stressing the Father God working on the active overthrowing of hostile powers and defeating Satan. In Ephesians, he points out that the Son is seated above these powers and has the authority of the throne of God. Right here is where the church has failed. Listen carefully. I want to repeat that. I said in Ephesians, he points out that the Son is seated above these powers and has the authority of the throne of God. And right here is where the church has failed. They've seen that Jesus is the supreme head of the power of the church, but they fail to see that the head is wholly dependent upon the body for carrying out his plans. That we, as the body of Christ and as the church, are seated with Christ in heavenly places and that his exercise and the authority over the powers of the air have to be through the body. Hallelujah. Now we can understand as never before what Jesus meant when he said in Matthew 18, 18, talking about the church, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, what does that mean? That just means heaven's going to back you up in whatever you do. I like the 20th century translation of this thing. It makes it clear. It said, whatsoever you refuse on earth shall be refused in heaven. Whatsoever you allow on earth shall be allowed in heaven. See, things happen because we allow it. Are you listening to me? Amen. Amen. That's exactly why it happened. You see, what things ever you lose, King James translation, bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What things you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In other words, that's using authority upon the earth. Sometimes... When praying about some loved ones, you know, like my father-in-law here, but others who have been near death, the Lord has said to me, whatever you say about it, I'll do it. Well, I've asked him sometimes to give them a few more years, anywhere from two to five years, and, and he's done it every single time I ask him to. Praise God. Now, we need to wake up, and we need to start believing what the Bible says is ours. We must cooperate with the Lord in the earth. Now the idea that God is a tyrant is nothing but ignorance. We have our part to play. And he really can't carry on his work without us. We don't know, well, I can get along without, uh, the Lord can't get along, uh, or he can get along without me, but I can't get along without him. No, you're wrong about that. That'd be just like you saying, now my head can get along and can live without my body, but my body can't get along without my head. No, you need one another. He's the head, we're the body. 
Can you see that? We're dependent upon one another. Your head is dependent upon your body to carry out your commands and your authority. You get ready to go home, your purse is sitting there on the floor, your head sees that, your eye sees it, your head tells your head, pick up your purse. But if there's something happened to your body and it's paralyzed, you can't pick it up. And your head then is left helpless. And I think that's the trouble a lot about the head. Christ is so helpless because we, through our wrong thinking, have, have paralyzed the body of Christ sometimes through wrong preaching. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first in this month's offer is the three-CD set from Kenneth Hagan entitled Love, Faith's Firm Foundation. Also in this month's offer, the classic book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled How to Turn Your Faith Loose and the single CD by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Christ the Deliverer, all for the special radio price of $25. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We are still accepting applications for the uh, spring intake in yes. January, yes. so you still got you still got some time. You can apply online. Go to rbtc.org, and all the information is is there. Monday, Kenneth Hagen will start a new and powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.